Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And joining me today is Laura Connor. Now, I love it when I meet someone on social media, having no clue who this person is beforehand, and then all of a sudden there's this connection. And that's kind of what happened with Laura. I was kind of seeing her around and it's like, this is someone I really want to connect with. And when I did, I realized what a powerhouse that she is. And today we're going to be talking about getting seen, which of course, anyone who's listened to the Author to Authority podcast knows that's one of my favorite themes to talk about is getting seen as an entrepreneur. Now, Laura is the founder of Connor Speaks. She helps business owners and their teams increase their visibility in five easy steps so they can attract new clients build a loyal following, and increase profits. And who doesn't want to do that? All without a huge time stress or financial spend. She does this by using LinkedIn video and creative marketing strategies to get them the results that they desire. Welcome to the show, Laura. Well, thank you so much, Kim. It's a pleasure to be here. So glad to be here. So Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did, how, how did you get into all of this? Well, it started years ago, years ago. (laughs) It's it's really funny because as a child, I was very outgoing and loved to participate in church. We had a lot of competitions and I was outgoing. I was, you know, leader. And then when I got into middle school, I stumbled on four young men who really found me intriguing, (laughs) intriguing to the point where they made me the butt of their jokes. I was the center of their t- of attention for them, but not in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And so the outgoing young girl really just went into her shell. I was really terrified to go around people and walk past people because I was always afraid that they're going to be laughing at me and mm-hmm. I was going to be the butt of everybody's jokes. So I lost my voice for many years, went through high school, switched high schools because it started to feel like it was going to be amplified in a, on a bigger scale. Switched high schools, went to college. Then I took a, an Amtrak all the way from Toronto to Las Vegas. And at that point, I was comfortable hanging out by myself. I hung out with myself on Friday evenings, Saturday evenings. I'd go listen to some music and just enjoy my own company. One evening I went stairs at the Luxor where they had a karaoke booth and I put on a song, danced in this little two by three square foot booth and 
sang my heart out to James Brown, I feel good. I'm not even going to sing it for you right now. <laughs> but after that, it, it, it is funny because I thought I was just going to be singing this to myself, make that video recording. And that was it. Then I went down and I enjoyed the evening. But people started coming up to me and they started to say, boy, was that you on the big screen? Was that you on the big screen? You made me laugh today. You had such a good time. Exactly, exactly. But they weren't making fun of me. But mm-hmm. they were telling me that I, I I made them have a good time, but they weren't laughing because they were making fun of me to put me down. And that's when the light bulb went off in my life. And it just changed where I was going and to where I am now. Mm-hmm. So when I moved back to Toronto, I joined a Toastmasters club and was really thriving there. Got my first opportunity to start to lead workshops from an event at an event because of being there at Toastmasters. And that's how I really started Connor Speaks. Fast forward to now, I help people with their public speaking, with gaining confidence to get out and put yourself out there on video. Imagine me, who's afraid of people making fun of her or making fun of me. Now, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on camera. I love making videos. I love putting myself out there with my own quirks and quirks and, and unique self. And so I like to help people to stand in the spotlight in their own authentic self and share their passions, share what they are really, what they love doing and to make an impact. So you asked me, how did I get to here? That's how I got to here from all of those experiences over the years. And now this is what I love to do. I love to help people grow their business and stand up and be visible. Yeah. So that's my short story. You know, I can so relate to you. Um, you know, I'm biracial. Uh, this is my just very recently chemically relaxed hair. Uh, but if you're on the video, you can see Laura's hair. Well, that's exactly what my hair is like without any chemical processing. Um, but of course, you know, like I, my mother died when I was four. So I just grew up with my dad. And he had no clue how to deal with our black hair. Now, he was a black man, but I mean, his hair was one inch long. Like, what did he have to deal with? Right. And, um, you know, my dad would let our hair grow out. I mean, we'd have these massive afros. And, you know, if one more person looked at me and said, what did you do? Stick your finger in a light socket. I think somebody was going to die. Right. Like, I get I it. understand. I understand that. And I, matter I, of fact, I, it's funny. I'm growing my Afro next year. When we meet, I'll have a big Afro like this. So I can relate. I can relate. At some point, you know, I'm going to go back to an Afro. I am. I've already, I know I'm going to, but I think at that point, I'm going to have a short Afro. I'll keep it nice and short, just easy to manage. I'm just, I'm just not quite there yet. And, um, but as a kid, you know, I was so tall. I was head taller than anybody my age. I was half black, half white in an all white neighborhood. I didn't have a mother. You know, I was just constantly, constantly, you know, picked on and and made fun of. In fact, I spent most of my growing up years hanging around boys because they were a lot easier to deal with. You know, girls were mean and catty. I mean, boys, they called me a name. I punched them out. We were best friends. Life was good, right? Like boys were easy to figure out because if you could beat them up, you got their respect. Hey, that's cool. I'll give you a couple of punches if you'll play with me. <laughs> That's that is funny. That is funny. The girls were no problem for me. It was the boys that 
had my number. But I can totally relate being, a, I was the third tallest in my school, third behind two boys. So tall, long arms, deep voice, you know, just, I stood out. So I can totally relate with your story, Kim. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny though. I always wonder though, if those boys had crushes on you, because sometimes boys do that, you know, they you're, don't know how right. to deal with their emotions. So they make fun of you. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. And you know, I met up with one, I met up with one a couple of years ago, a couple of times, and he just seems to be the nicest man. But if he only knows the hell he put me through and I'm looking forward to seeing him again, because I met, I met up with him two times. I know I'm going to meet up with him again. And I'm finally at that place where I can ask the questions, you know, yeah. uh, why, and then also find out did he learn from what he did? Did he realize what he did? Did he learn from what he did? Did he teach his kids not to do what he did? I have so many. So many stories. questions for him. So many, yes. So I many know in, in high school, I went to Tobacco School of the Arts. So I played in orchestras and I was always, I wasn't the head violist, but I was always sitting second seat. And the two guys who sat in, for seats in the violin section, they tortured me for four years. I mean, I couldn't do anything without them. Like, I mean, they just constantly stared at me. Wow. You know, wow. and they scrutinized. And I've always wondered, you know, were they doing it because they liked me or, you know, did they just think it was funny or, but I've, I've made, and my best friend, Juanita, she knows this, but I made a, a deal with myself. If we ever did a class reunion when we were all back together in an orchestra, if they stared at me, I was going to look at them and just stick out my tongue at them. <laughs> hey, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? It, it's it's something looking back. And, and you know, it's, it's funny, Kim. It's the stories like that, the experiences that we go through. Mm. There are lessons that you can learn from what you've been through. And then... By sharing that with other people, you really can have huge impact because people around you, everybody's around walking around with smiles on their face. You ask someone how they're doing. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. But you don't know what struggles they're going through. And by taking your challenges and seeing the glass half full and sharing how you brought yourself out, how you made it over to the other side can really help people who are just going through, you know, you're, they're at step one where you're now at step four, step five or step 10. And I really encourage people to look at your life, get those stories, mind those stories, get those life lessons and start to speak about them. My, my A big part of my breakthrough, yes, it was the karaoke experience where I started that turn for myself, but when I went and started speaking about it in Toastmasters and I started yeah. speaking about these boys and I called their names, I don't call their names now, but I needed to do that Yeah, in my Toastmasters club. That's when it really, it, the healing was complete at that point, you know, and, and even for, I have my, my youngest son, he's on the autism spectrum and Speaking about the challenges that I've had to deal with, with raising him mm-hmm. and the the joys, even though it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a challenge sometimes, but the joys of raising him, that 
I've had numerous people in my Toastmasters meetings and when I share it, when I'm out speaking of people who really have got some strength and some encouragement from my own experiences. So I encourage people, it doesn't matter what you go through. Yeah. Write them down, find your life lessons from it and share it with somebody else. Bring somebody up, you know, and so that they don't have to experience everything that you experience. They could learn from your experiences and really succeed. So I, I'm highly passionate about getting people to share their stories with others. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. It's talk about sharing your story. So yesterday uh, at the time of recording, this is going to be played late April, but this was like March 9th and recording this uh, March 8th, International Women's Day. I was speaking at um, an event called Voices of Women uh, Summit. And so, you know, I was being interviewed about my story. You know, how did I, I become a publisher? And I had an opportunity to share that story. And I love sharing that story. I call it the power of words. And so many people could relate to what I went through. And I, I think, you know, when we talk about getting seen, having that powerful story is awesome. And, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention was, you know, one of my best friends, her daughter is on the spectrum and she, she's kind of very unique because of because of her situation. And, um, you know, she they lived with us for a while when she was going through a harder time. And, you know, so I've helped kind of raise, you know, my my best friend's daughter and she's 19 now. And of course, 19 doesn't mean anything in terms of the spectrum. I mean, she's probably about 10 or 11. And, you know, we were sitting in, in a restaurant and for a long time, she just was having a lot of problems and issues. But this weekend, we were just sitting in a restaurant on Sunday after church. And I was sitting beside her and she just leaned over and she put her head on me and she linked my arm and mine. And she's just like, I love you. I'm happy. OK, we're good today. Right? <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, wow. And it's those little moments that really impact you. It shows you that there's still a special human being that that needs to be valued and, yeah. and encouraged and celebrated and given every opportunity to thrive. And um, I remember even from, from my son, if he would say a certain word mm. that he never used before, you would, I would perk up. You know, with, with typical kids, they start to learn new words and put them into sentences and it's just normal. But I would be able to tell when he used a different phrase or yeah. added another word. And it was like, yay, you, my ears would perk up because you celebrate the small little things. It's, it's, it's nice. So even just that with her putting her head on your shoulder, that, that really can do something to you. So that's great. That's great. It's quick. It's funny though, how quickly her mind kind of shifts. Cause she sat up, she looked at my plate. She says, your pancakes look yummy. <laughs> Oh, she sounds like my son. She sounds like my son. Oh my gosh. Oh, boy. I'm like, do you want some of my pancakes? She's like, you'll share, you, you know, Miss Kim will share her pancakes with you. She's like, yeah. So, you know, like I had gotten this huge breakfast. So, you know, I gave her a piece of the pancake and then I gave her a second piece. And then I had one pancake le left over and you know, we were getting ready to go and she's kind of staring at the pancake. And I, I mean, I know I'm not going to take it. I just like, I'm like, you want to take that pancake home, don't you? She's like, can I? And I'm like, sure. So we got a box and she took the pancake home and she was, you know, she was happy. And I, I love those moments. Yes. And I think, I think sometimes we, 
get so caught up in things that we don't recognize those moments or enjoy them when they're, when they're there. I agree. I agree. And, and I mean, I'm not even just talking about working with kids in the spectrum. I'm, I'm just talking in life in general. Sometimes we just get so busy. I think even as an entrepreneur, sometimes we just get so busy. You know, I, over the last couple of years with some health issues, I've learned to stop and smell the roses. It, it, it's, it's something where, um, for me, I have my son. And so that has given me a lot of patience and a lot of, I, I, I notice a lot more with you, it's your health issues. It, it's, it's, you know, it's one thing, okay, well, boy, would I have learned it if I didn't have him? Would I have gotten the more the patients or would I have been so more aware if I didn't have to go through these challenges? I don't know, but possibly, but it's, it's nice to know that again, your challenges have opened your eyes to realize, Hey, I need to slow down. I need to, you know, smell the roses. I need to celebrate the little things. I need to do certain things. So Again, it's you taking what you're going through to make it impact you in a positive way. The health challenge is okay, maybe not so positive, but it's helping you in other ways. So it's, yeah, there still is a benefit to it that will help you here, mm. you know, and how you out, your outlook and what you choose to do in the future. You know, one thing that's really inspired me is my grandson. And okay. he's sort of the opposite of your son because, you know, he's not even three yet. He's talking in sentences. His vocabulary is increasing at a rate. Like every week when I see him, you know, he's added 10 new words at least to his vocabulary almost every week. Oh, and I'm wow. watching his, his growth and, and, you know, how fast he's picking things up and, you know, and, and sometimes he'll just do something like, you know, I, I'm a musician at heart. You know, he loves to sing. So my daughter-in-law will send me these little videos of him, him singing and, and doing different things. And, you know, we'll be in church together and, you know, I'll start singing the song and, you know, he'll he'll sing with me. And and I've learned that those are the moments that you treasure. And I've also learned to treasure those moments in my entrepreneurial career as well. And and we're going to shift in a moment just to getting seen because that's mm. the main topic for today. But I've learned to treasure those small moments in my entrepreneurial career. You know, sometimes I think we're so focused on the end goal, we don't enjoy the journey. Yes. Yes. I, I, I totally agree with you with that. Totally agree with you. What hits me when you say that is along your journey from here to from point A to point B, there are people that come across your path, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times we can be saying, okay, well, I need to talk to this person who's higher up here, but all these other people, you don't give them the time of day. You don't build up those relationships. You don't enjoy their company. And, you know, you may get that goal, but look at all those other people that you could have, that could really have benefited you in your business or just in personal lives. I mean, even for me with my, with my Toastmasters club, I'm there. The people who are around me there, they are not just my Toastmaster members. I mean, they were at my half century birthday party. A lot of them were there because they were not just Toastmaster members. They were now my friends. And so yes. enjoying 
the people that you are around, you know, and not just looking at people as being, uh, what can I get from them? How can they help me to get that next level? But really enjoying them really will help to enrich your life. So it's it, the it's, same for my Toastmasters club. They're, they're like mm, extended family. Yes. So I got to say, congratulations on having a 50th birthday party. I wasn't able to. I, you know, I got it right at the cutoff, right at the cutoff. <laughs> uh, and I'm telling you, it was, it was a blast. And um, it was a blast. It was a blast. Yes. I'm so glad. I, I, right I, at think, the cutoff. I think my 52nd will be my 50th birthday. Cause See, I'm born in January, right? And you and I both live in Ontario, Canada. And the two Januaries, you know, uh, 2021 and 2022, we were in the midst of lockdown, like full scale lockdown. My 50th birthday, I had a Zoom call. I cried after that. Uh, (laughs) I, I bet. I bet. I bet. And I mean, it's not that my family didn't love me. I mean, they did everything they could on the Zoom call, but. It, that was not my expectations for my 50th birthday, right? And then this year, I'm a little less. So at least I got to have my my kids and my grandson for, yes. for my birthday. But I, I want a big party. Like, come on. I want to invite uh, anybody and everybody I can think of. I want to rent the biggest space that I can afford and beg all my friends to bring food. And I don't even care if I get gifts. Just I just want a big party where everyone's around and there's good music and you can enjoy company and you can talk to people. We can play games and, and we can have fun and kids can be running around all over the place. I don't care. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds like my party. That I'm telling you, that you have to add the karaoke in there. That's the only extra thing that we did. We had the food, we had the kids, we had the games, um, and it was it was a blast. It was a blast. And I now now that things are are opening up, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be doing that. But I think even in that mm. is realizing. I mean, and I'm guilty of it too. So I, I, I'm guilty of it where you don't take time to do what you want to do because you think there's going to be tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, you wouldn't have known that come 2020, when it, what was it? 2020 that you'd be locked down and you'd have to have a zoom call for your birthday. But what if you had planned to have that birthday, your 49th birthday party and make it a big one. You could have had one there. Right. But a lot of people, but a lot of people say, okay, well, I'm going to put out for tomorrow. I'm going to put off for tomorrow. I'm going to do it next year. This person that I live across the street or, you know, someone who I grew up with, they, I can call them next week. I can, I can go out for lunch with them, but you just never know. You just never know. And so I found that even, yeah, even in the midst of of COVID, it's, it's a great reminder to check yourself as to how you're living and what you want to do, you know, do what you need to do now. Tomorrow's not promised. And appreciate what you're going through now and 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 really just keep pushing, keep mm-hmm. pushing, keep trying to do better while you still have breath and you are walking on this side of the ground. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we actually did that for family day this year because, you know, we the restrictions had been lessened a lot. So we got all together. Like we said, you know what? We don't care what else is going on. We all got together for family day. And it was just so nice. We went up to see my daughter at her camp and, you know, had a big meal together. Um, 
with my back, I couldn't go tubing, but I watched everyone else go down the tubing hill. And, right, right. You know, it was just such a wonderful day. So, you know, oh, I've been enjoying this conversation, but I do want to get to our topic today. All right. I suspect you and I could go on for a very long time there, Laura. <laughs> we could. I mean, we spent a half hour before this just chatting. So yes. we definitely could. We definitely could. So Laura, I know that you really help entrepreneurs to get seen. So what I want to do is let you loose for a little bit to talk about that. And, you know, what are some of the best ways that any entrepreneur can get seen and use it to build their business? Okay. The the first easy one is just to start. Sounds so simple, but you need to say, okay, in order to be seen, I have to be seen, which means I either have to say, I'm, I'm going to go to X amount of networking events. I'm going to start to make some videos. I'm going to make some social media posts. I'm going to do A, B, C, or D, whatever it is. Commit to what you want to do, what you feel comfortable doing first to get that first win and do it. So now that we know that you have to start, you just can't keep writing things down or planning in your mind. Now, what I love, it's a combination of of things. The first thing that I'm, I'm telling people now is, well, we talked about the first one, which, which is your story. Start to speak. A safe place, and this is where most people, you know, they have, what, 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 what do they say people are more afraid of? Um, spiders and death, and then public speaking is afterwards. I don't know how accurate it, that is, but really, those three are in the top 10, and I think they rotate. <laughs> Okay, right. And, and, and so for most people, public speaking really doesn't come naturally and, and people are hesitant about doing that. The easiest way to get over that is to join a Toastmasters club. You know, I make no money from saying that. You make no money yep. from saying that you're part of a Toastmasters club. But it is a safe space where you can practice in front of people on a weekly basis, on a biweekly basis, however the club that you join does it and even the the bonus to that is once you become a toastmaster member you can visit other clubs so really if you wanted to just dive into public speaking to get over your fear of it join a toastmasters club and then visit as many clubs as you can and they meet 24 hours a day seven days a week someplace around the world and with zoom you could be attending toastmasters clubs to be speaking on a daily basis that is going to help you to Become more confident in whatever it is that you want to share with people for you to and to be able to attract your ideal clients, to position yourself as a leader. Start to speak up on the topics you love in Toastmasters. And, and it's so, an international club. Like it's international. international. No matter where you're listening to, you know, this podcast from, there is a Toastmasters club near you. And the other thing I really love about Toastmasters is not only do this give you an opportunity to speak but they share with you valuable feedback. So they'll tell you, what did you do really great? You know, what was wonderful in your speech? I mean, uh, who doesn't want to hear what was wonderful in their speech? And then they always, they give you one or two things to improve on. Not things you did wrong. It's just, okay, maybe you could take this and do it this way. Right. And, right. and you come out right. of it feeling so positive about speaking and the feedback is gauged to the level where you're at. So if you're a beginner, the feedback is for a beginner. 
you know, if you're an advanced speaker, you know, they're getting down now into the nitty gritty stuff. But everything, you just come out of it. Every time I, I speak at Toastmasters and I get that feedback, I'm like, oh, that was good meat for me to chew on. Yes, yes. And and you want to know what you can improve on, right? Yeah. And so when you join a Toastmasters club, you can speak, you can you can put yourself out there to speak at other clubs and give the same speech, get feedback from different people, and really work out a speech that you can then go out into the community and talk about your business or talk about challenges that your ideal clients may be facing. So you can work on your signature speech in Toastmasters for one low membership price. It is crazy the best value out there. Yes. And then, so you have your public speaking, then you add to that getting in front of video. Mm. The world is going the way of video. And some people say, okay, well, I don't like to be on video. Okay, fine. Who really does? <laughs> right. Who really does? You know, you, I don't like getting my teeth filled when I have a cavity. Who really does? But you have to get it done or else you're going to have a root canal or lose your tooth, right? So you want to get over your fear of being on camera. Now, you can do a double thing with this. So when you're at Toastmasters and you're giving a speech, record it and then watch it. Get comfortable with seeing yourself on video. Yes. And then you can also take your phone, you take your phone and then you prop it up, record it and just start to talk and record it and then watch yourself and start to speak about the questions that your ideal client always asks you or the challenges that they're facing. Talk about that over and over and over again. Get comfortable with using video and having other people see it. And it can be very short clips. You don't have to do a big, long, half an hour, hour video. It could be 15 seconds. And TikTok, TikTok, you can give, you could share something for five, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, little bite-sized things mm -hmm. and post it out there and just start to get comfortable with video. That's going to help you get seen because most people have all their social media accounts. They do every other type of marketing, but they don't put themselves out there on video. Very few people want to do that. So if you do that, People are going to see you. They're going to hear you. They're going to get a feel for who you are just by how you speak and how you communicate and the value that you're doing. And you really set yourself up above everybody else because most people aren't using video. So you have public speaking, you have using video. And then I love using LinkedIn as the, the top social media platform. Now, not the only one, but I'm speaking about professionals here. Everybody nowadays, if you have a job, if you have a business, you need to have a profile on LinkedIn. Yep. I love Inst Instagram, still learning how to use it effectively. I love TikTok. I love YouTube. I have no clue what Snapchat is or what to do and t Twitter, whatever. But there's so many different social media platforms. <laughs> but everybody comes back down to using LinkedIn to check out who they're going to do business with, to see what type of person you are. If you're looking for a job, if you're looking to hire people, they're going to LinkedIn. So you need to have a profile and a presence there. Yeah. And so I like to have people take time to learn how to use LinkedIn. <laughs> you don't have to be a master at it, but you do need to know, be clear on a couple of things. And so I work people through five steps of really leveraging LinkedIn. You want me to share it? Awesome. Go for it. All right. So first thing, LinkedIn, you need to have, you need to focus up. 
And which means you need to be clear on why you're on LinkedIn. Yes. Are you looking to attract new clients? Are you looking to position yourself as an industry leader? Are you looking for collaborations? Are you looking for vendors? What do you look? Are you looking for people just to start to champion your cause? That's really important if you if you have a nonprofit or if you have some type of a community group, and you want people to start to talk about your group and raise money and do different things. What is your focus for being there? And who are you trying to connect with? Who are you trying to reach? Be very clear on that. Once you are clear with your focus and your purpose for being on LinkedIn, then the next thing you want to do is you want to show up, which means you want to make sure that your profile is optimized and the first impressions really count. So what impression are you giving people when they go to your profile and or when you send them a connection request? Are you putting yourself out there in a way that will make people say, yes, I want to accept your connection request or yes, I want to look at your profile and learn more about you or follow you? Be very clear. Make sure you have a good picture. Make sure you have a picture of you smiling. Unless you always are walking around with a frown on your face and that's part of your persona. If that's not your part of your persona, have a smile on your face. Have a clear picture. Make sure that your your headline, which is, you know, instead of just saying I'm a real estate agent, you know, you could say something about I help um, people get their first time home or I help people downsize. You know, be clear right? Niche down on there, add a little bit of personality, fill out your about section with your story, why you're doing what you're doing, give people a call to action. In other words, there's there's over 20 different areas on your profile that you want to take care of, yes. but you need to take care of those things to make sure that when people see your profile, they are clicking on it, they're finding out more, and they are they want to learn more about you. That's step two. You want to show up. The third thing you want to do is you want to speak up. And this is where it goes back to the public speaking, the making the videos, the creating the posts, engaging with other people on their posts. You want to start conversations. You want to put things out that are valuable to people, interesting to people. It doesn't have to be all about business. And this is where people, it doesn't have to be all about sales. You're not always putting out a sales pitch. And you're not always just talking about business because after a while, business can be boring. It's like, you know, I look at LinkedIn all all day. I don't always want to be looking about talking about business things, right? It's still a a, social networking site. (laughs) Yes. Which is why if you look on my profile, you'll see me dancing sometimes. You'll see me just acting the fool because that's my personality. But that's where so many conversations have started because of the lighthearted posts that I put out there. And it's a mix of things, but put things out that really represent you. If you're not one to ever go dance, then don't put something about you dancing. You know, don't put out your, unless you are fine with showing that, you know, I may have two left feet, but I'm still the best mortgage broker in town. If you want to do that, that would be good. But you want to just start to share posts. 90% of people on LinkedIn just scroll by. They don't like, they don't comment, they don't share, they don't engage, but they're watching and they're looking at the post. They don't do anything. 9% of people like, comment, engage, share posts. 1% of people create content. And so if only 1% of people are creating content, that means that LinkedIn and every other social media platform needs content creators. That needs to be you talking about your business talking about the the challenges that your clients are facing and really offering solutions for them in a way that 
is easy. It's not salesy. It's not pushy. It's not slimy. Value-based. Yeah. It, it's value-based. Value-based all the way. Step four is you want to grow up. And this is where you want to grow your network. You want to grow your network. It's really hard to grow your network if you have a, 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 a profile out there and you have 67 connections or 150 connections and you don't share any posts. Because when you send someone a connection request, they're going to look at your, at your profile. And if they don't see anything, your profile isn't optimized, you don't share anything, you don't engage, why would they want to connect with you? Especially if they don't know you. Yeah. And even though people um, have, used to say you only connect with people that you know, that's not the case anymore. Really, no. it's not. And really, you only want to do business with the people that you know? No. No. So you want to you want to have your optimized profile. You want to have the content in your profile so that when you connect with people and you ask people, hey, let's connect, they will say yes because they can get a feel for who you are. So after you've done that, then step five is where you put everything together and you say, okay, well, how do I just blow up? I've grown up. My network is booming. I have content out there. I have positioned myself as an expert in my industry. What do I do with this? And you can do a lot of things. You can start lead generation in the inbox. So you can send out, start to send out messages that are not slimy or too salesy, right? There is a good way to do it. You can do that. You can do collaborations with other people, just like what we're doing this right now. We're both on LinkedIn. We're doing something. You can do that. You can invite people to meet either with calls or meetings or whatever offline. You want to get them off of LinkedIn, really. You can host your own event and invite people to events. What do you want to do? Yeah. Find out what works for you and then take everything that you've done with your profile and really blow up and get people off of LinkedIn and really maximize what you built on that platform to do bigger things in your business. Those are the five steps of using LinkedIn. And if you do that, then LinkedIn is really, really cool. And you don't have to do it all by yourself. If you learn what to do and you understand it, then you can hand it off to an assistant. You can hand it off to uh, uh, an agency like mine, or you can, you can do it yourself or hand it off to your niece or your nephew or your son or your daughter. But at least you will know. Because here's the thing, um, Kim, a lot of times people say, okay, well, I know that I need to be online. I know I need to be, I have a, have a presence on these different platforms, but they have no clue as to what to do. So what do they do? They find someone that says, hey, I can do your work for you. And then they hand it off and then they get disappointed when they don't get the results that they think that they should be getting because they have no clue. But if you understood how to use the platform, LinkedIn or any of the other ones, then you could tell them what you want to have done and you will understand what they're doing. So you don't have to do all the work yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. Now, Laura, unfortunately, we are already over time, so we're not going to be able to talk about your books today, but I do, I will have you back. And then we want, we want to talk, you did some amazing children's books. So Laura, if people have been listening to this and they're like, oh, I need to connect with Laura, you know, like Laura and Laura's my girl. I need, I need her help. How can people connect with you? Well, Thank you for asking. And first, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. That's my that's my place. That's my hangout spot. So Laura Connor, it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Laura Connor speaks. You'll find me. You can't miss me. You'll know it's me. And 
you can also go to connorspeaks.com. That's my website. But really, let's engage and let's talk on LinkedIn. That's Let's start yeah. it there. And I would love to meet as many of your community there and really just start conversations and grow relationships on LinkedIn. And I have a, an ebook. If any of your community members want to really learn how to leverage LinkedIn and, and learn about some things they should do, you could always, they could always go, or you can always go to visibletothemax.com forward slash LinkedIn dash ebook. If you go there, you can sign up and get a copy of my ebook. And you could learn 20, 18 different things that you need to do on your profile or with LinkedIn to really maximize your visibility and make the most out of being on LinkedIn. That is so awesome, Laura. Well, thank you so much. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it out, especially on LinkedIn. You can find me, Kim Thompson Pinder, at Word Ninja Kim. And Laura at Laura Connor Speaks. So, this has been Laura Connor and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.